welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And in this mini episode, we wanted to return to vampire rules, and we wanted to talk about vampire hierarchy. Vampires are very authoritarian, and they have a structured society, usually. You don't see vampires in, like, a hippie commune or anything like that. In Nosferatu, there is no other vampires. It's just him. But starting with Dracula, Dracula's wives come in, and they try to bite Renfield, and Dracula tells them, like... You can't bite him, I want to bite him, you know. My interpretation of the scene is that it's supposed to be like a wolf pack, since vampires have a connection to wolves. Like, I see it as like Dracula's the alpha, so he's like, I eat first, you know, and all that stuff. Well, you should talk about the hunger. Well, yeah, that hierarchy is based on, essentially, well, for her, since she's really the only vampire species... So that sets her apart, and I guess that makes her feel superior to just lowly humans, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a reoccurring theme in a lot of vampire films that there's this connection with the older the vampire is, the more powerful the vampire is. And I think it's funny because you don't see that with a lot of other kinds of monsters. And werewolves kind of have it a little bit. I, I Maybe a couple werewolf movies have that kind of hierarchy, but like it's it's funny. Like you wouldn't, that definitely wouldn't apply to zombies. You'd be like, okay, that's the oldest zombie. And it's like, no, like that zombie would be a skeleton now because they they keep on decomposing, right? Yeah, so, and zombies are all equal because yeah. <laughs> they're supposed to be all mindless. Yeah, well, they're also supposed to represent the masses. You yeah, know? So it's it, all of this. Yeah, and it's funny how there's no like queen ant or queen bee zombie. They're just all the little workers. Right. But I think it's funny how the older the zombie is, the more likely it is to have just decomposed and, and not even be a threat anymore. So it's, it's literally the opposite. Yeah. But with vampires, especially in a show like True Blood, it just seemed like, oh, well, he's a thousand years old. I can't possibly stand up against him. <laughs> it's like, well, so what? Like, I, I mean, I get, I get the point that if you're like, if you've lived longer, you probably know more stuff. Yeah. And you're smarter. But then there's this other element that they also just grow more powerful. Yeah. Once again, it's like if we're talking about this crossover into action and superhero kind of stuff where the vampire becomes just a more powerful villain. Yeah, because I know Anne Rice has that too, where in her stories, yeah, the vampire's powers, I think, just get stronger as they age, like... Uh, they get faster, they get, like, stealthier. Then apparently in Queen of the Damned, the really, really super old vampires, like, they're even, like, resistant to the sun. Yeah, and then in Underworld, because that's really an action film, it even sort of manifests itself in a sort of military hierarchy where the older vampires are, would be more like the king, and then <laughs> and then you have the generals, and then you have the lieutenants, and then you just have the foot soldiers. And so this vampire hierarchy really lends itself to this, you know, when vampires start to become more action films, and it lines right up with military stuff, which to me is so far from the original Nosferatu kind of, or even Dra- even though Dracula has it and in, in the 1931, and of course Christopher Lee has it in the Hammer films, and Stoker has it in his book, but it's really only in the last 50 years or so that, or maybe not 50, but 30, that the vampire hierarchy is becomes more of a militant thing, you know? Yeah, and then there's this one episode of Night Gallery where they're military resistance. They're like the, the resistance movement against the Nazis. The episode takes place in Romania, and it's during World War II. And the Nazis come into this area where there's the, the folk resistance. And, you know, they just think it's guerrilla warfare, you know, guerrilla fighters. 
and um, and instead are partisans, you know. And instead, it's werewolves and vampires, just like you'd expect, because they're the part of Romania they're in is Transylvania, <laughs> and they've stumbled across Dracula's castle. And he's yeah. telling this story. The whole story is a flashback. He's telling it to his grandson. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot about the <laughs> the uh, the border story. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Dracula has now become a grandfather, which I I don't know how that happens, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, that one werewolves and vampires are working together, but it's also a hierarchy thing because it's Dracula, and then he has all these like servants that are just like peasants, you know, and all that. Well, that and goes they, back. Yeah, that goes back to the aristocrat and peasant. Yeah, thing. and all the peasants turn out to be the werewolves, but they're not fighting each other this time. They're against the Nazis. So the Nazis come in and they raid Dracula's castle and they're like giving him all types of shit. But then, of course, in the end, Dracula attacks the um, main leader of the Nazis that's there and drinks his blood. And then in the background, all his soldiers get like fucked up by the werewolves. (laughs) And see, now this is this has its roots in, you know, a lot of political science and, and history that was written after World War Two about das Volk, which is the German word for the people. And there was a folk movement in the early 1800s where the old feudal system where you had the aristocrats and the peasants more or less at odds with each other, which would in the monster films would be vampires and werewolves at odds with each other. More or less in this romantic era, they they joined forces because even though the peasants knew they were being taken advantage of by the aristocrats, they saw this new industrial revolution and the birth of these huge cities and these factories as an even greater threat. So it's one of those things where, you know, if you fight with your brother, you fight with your brother or your sibling, and then the next door neighbor comes and hits your brother, and now all of a sudden you and your brother are against the neighbor. And then someone from another neighborhood comes and hits your neighbor, and now your work, you and your brother are with the neighbor against the other Yeah, person. it's always just about who's and, the other. Yeah, and, and it really is the other. And, and in, this, <laughs> in this Night Gallery episode, which is called, what's it called again? It's called The Devil Is Not Mocked. It really is a great episode because it shows how werewolves and vampires who historically fight against each other see Nazis as even a greater threat, which of course they were. Yeah. So I just think that's really cool. <laughs> and it's so great to see it uh, running parallel with the the military structure of the Nazis, you know, and they're, they're the epitome of authoritarian rule. Yeah. And and they're being outsmarted. They don't even know it, but they've walked into an ambush, into a trap. Yeah, and the Nazis are very vocal about, well, the main one is about, like, looking down upon the folk aspect of, like, how the people are living in the castle. Yeah, he's, he thinks they're living in medieval times, which in a sense they are. So anyway, that's our take on vampire hierarchy and how it has evolved over the last few decades and, in my opinion, how it's become militant and how it's really enabled vampire films to become more action films rather than horror films. Hope you enjoyed it. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks.